What do you do when an economy is struggling? Well, if you're a policymaker, or a politician, or a central banker, you develop a stimulus package. That's the term we're going to examine in today's episode. We're going to get the inside story of one of the biggest stimulus packages in history to find out how it was set up, how it worked, and what kind of results it got. A stimulus package is intended to put money into the areas of the economy that need investment to build future growth and jobs. Governments across the world have been doing this in 2020 because they want to help businesses crippled by the effects of COVID-19 on the economy. One economic stimulus program was already in place, however, and able to jump into action against the COVID-19 recession. That's the European Fund for Strategic Investment. It's a European Union program that's been running since 2015. It comes to the end of its life at the end of 2020. During that time, it has fulfilled its mission of creating growth and jobs, millions of them, in fact. But how did it work? And what lessons are there to be learned from its success by policymakers setting up new stimulus programs? So, today on A Dictionary of Finance, Stimulus Packages, the inside story of the European Fund for Strategic Investments. This is A Dictionary of Finance. I'm Matt. Before we get going, don't forget to subscribe to A Dictionary of Finance on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. It's an award-winning podcast from the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank, about economics, business, and finance. You can check out our other award-winning podcasts too. Listen to Climate Solutions, which lets you know exactly what you can do to help solve the climate crisis. And Does This Change Everything? A series in which our experts explain the effect of COVID-19 on all aspects of our lives now and into the future. Now, back to today's episode. To make things easier, I'm not going to keep saying the European Fund for Strategic Investments. At the European Investment Bank, the European Commission, the European Parliament, it's known by its initials EFSI or FC. So from now on, let's call it FC. How did it start? Let me take you back to autumn 2014. Wilhelm Malterer walked from his office on the top floor of the European Investment Bank's sloping glass headquarters. He entered a meeting room where he joined the EU bank's president, Werner Hoyer. A former Austrian finance minister, Malterer was one of the bank's eight vice presidents, overseeing its massive operations in the EU member states and around the world. He wondered what Hoyer intended, particularly when he saw that the meeting room also contained the bank's two most important members of staff, Klaus Trommel, head of lending operations, and Secretary-General Alfonso Carajeta. Hoyer told the trio that he had held a discussion of Europe's economic situation with Jean-Claude Juncker, the former Luxembourg Prime Minister who was soon to take over as President of the European Commission. Europe had been buffeted by a financial crisis only a few years earlier, and the economy was still in trouble. Investment volumes had plummeted during the crisis and remained far below pre-crisis levels, the banking sector had little risk-bearing capacity. Public budgets were squeezed. There were other concerns about the immaturity of European capital markets and inconsistent regulatory environments across the EU. In response, Juncker had told Hoyer that he needed to send a strong signal that economic recovery was the new Commission's priority and that it would put the full power of EU institutions behind that task. Hoyer was ready. He proposed ideas of his own about how the European Investment Bank might respond. He wanted to ally the Commission, which controlled the EU's budget, 
with the financial machinery and expertise of the EIB, the world's biggest multilateral development bank. What did Malta think? We were a bit puzzled whether we can make it or not because it was absolutely unknown territory, not mandates, because mandates for EIB are not, are not new, or were not new at that time, but the sheer size of it and the extreme, the, the, the really, I would say, rather challenging level of, of ambition. This was the most exciting and a bit, I would say, also puzzling, puzzling piece, because at the very beginning, there was a skepticism and I'm quite blunt, both on the side of EIB services, but also commission services, because it, it was absolutely, as I said, a new territory. And it was forcing, it was forcing the institutions. And I wouldn't say the EIB group and the commission just, no, it was forcing also the member states and it was forcing also the European parliament to enter into this new territory. The plan was going to take the European Investment Bank into unknown territory. Maltera and his colleagues wondered at the challenging nature of the project as they began to put together a structure for it. They also aimed for an ambitiously large amount of investment, 315 billion euros in supported investment over three years. That would later be increased to 500 billion euros once the program had started to prove itself. For the European Investment Bank, Maltera saw that this program would mean a shift from output, making big loans to big corporations, to impact, in which every euro it loaned would have to spur an eventual investment totaling 15 euros when the funds crowded in from other investors were included. It would be investments on the ground that counted. The fundamental principles of what would eventually be the European Fund for Strategic Investments were quickly in place. The EU budget would offer a guarantee to be used by the EIB Group, the bank, plus its small business specialist subsidiary, the European Investment Fund, to develop and deploy products for the market. Juncker had made it clear that the Commission was not a bank and that he wanted to leave that end of the plan to the European Investment Bank. A critical element, Malta knew, would be to maintain a lean governance structure for this new market-driven operation. While the European Investment Bank would deploy the financial products, it must be an independent body that decides upon the use of the guarantee, he thought. That would be key to a transparent and trustworthy application of the regulations and their instructions for how the European Investment Bank might use the guarantee. Soon this body came to be called the Investment Committee. Wilhelm Molterer went from being a vice president of the European Investment Bank to managing director of the FC Investment Committee. You have two big machines and the two big machines one is called EIB group and the other is called EU budget as long as the two machines are running in parallel and are not interconnected their efficiency is uh, okay but if you put the strength of these machines together you are not just doubling the effort? No. You are making three times, four times, five times more out of it. If you have one euro of, a, of budget guarantee, you make 15 euros out of it in investment volume terms. 
And this is the real thing. You have to tackle the problem. And what was the problem at that time? It was not liquidity because liquidity was there. You know, the market was was flawed by the by the by the by the ECB, and also the banks had liquidity. The question was the risk bearing capacity, and it was the very fundamental principle. If you want to really restart the economy in the European Union, you have to take out some risk to enable both the public and the private sector to invest again. Call it in a way, it was a type of in, in, in insurance what we, what we offered at that time. And this was, I think this was the real key, the, the real key thing, do what the market, what the markets need, not liquidity, but risk bearing. And this was also the reason why rather quickly new products were deployed. The risk sharing instruments, for instance, they were not there, at least not to the extent then in the EIB beforehand, or the quasi equity. This was not existing before FC, this product, but it was a wonderful thing. Uh, EIF had the opportunity to do more because the, the, the guarantee gave them more firepower, whereas in EIB it was a higher firepower with a higher level of ambition also on the quality of the product. It was all about risk taking. That was the fundamental story. We are supporting where the real needs are in the market and the needs are on the SME, on the SMEs, uh, on the SMEs in, in the European Union. Some, in some countries, we had really a credit crunch at that time where SMEs had no access to, 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 to financial products. Here, FC was in. The second thing was, yes, innovation. Innovation, RD, this was the second big thing. And this was really surprising for all of us that this was coming very soon also in the making. The third was for sure the, the infrastructure in some regions of the European Union. This is still a critical element for, 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 for making the economy stronger. And uh, then, of course, first, uh, fourthly, and not uh, last but not least, the, the climate and the environmental issues. With Maltera as managing director, FC's management is rounded out by deputy managing director Iliana Tsanova a former Bulgarian government minister and development finance professional. The FC Investment Committee approved projects for the FC Guarantee. They didn't develop the projects. That was the European Investment Bank's job. The bank presented the projects to the FC Committee, which had to decide simply whether they could be guaranteed by FC. Who were the members of the FC Committee? The regulation has fascinatingly saying, first of all, it must be 50-50 concerning gender means the, the, the 50% rule is, 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 I think, one of the first legislations where this is, uh, where this on European level, this 50-50 uh, principle is in. It was saying people have to have market background. They should have uh, also a broad, a broad uh, let's say, show the broad picture of the European economy. That means coming from various sectors and also, for, in, for, for, for sure, it has to be also a regional, a regional uh, 
diversity, diversity, not just gender diversity in it. Deputy Managing Director Iliana Tsanova. The investment committee is really the guardian of the of the guarantee facility, which is basically the public funding, the funding from the EU taxpayers. And it was really important for FC to have an independent governance structure because that was the way uh, for us to provide legitimacy and transparency to the process and uh, project selection to make sure that these projects are additional, that we are achieving maximum impact with the public funding to make sure that we are not uh, uh, we are not uh, distorting the market, uh, but actually the opposite. We are crowding in uh, funding for those uh, for those projects. So the IC played a very very important role, and these are also people that um, come with their expertise and knowledge in um, all kinds of uh, fields. They're passionate Europeans that ensure that their mission is fulfilled to the highest possible standard. And I think the impact that we had um, is largely attributable by the work done by the investment committee. So did FC work? Well, by the yardsticks that were defined in the FC regulation, it's been a clear success. It's also remained relevant as it reaches the end of its life, even though the focus of the initiative has naturally changed with the emergence of new policy goals. For example, a 40% target for investment in climate action and the evolution of different market failures or suboptimal investment situations, as they're called. European investment bank economists used a well-established economic model to assess the future impact of the investments supported by all its operations, as well as for the loans made by the bank, specifically with the FC guarantee. Their findings demonstrate that the European investment bank group's loans, whether made in good economic times or bad, lay the foundation for long-term growth beyond providing an immediate boost to the economy. The impact of the FC loans is significant. The studies performed by these economists estimate that by 2022, investment under EFSI will increase EU gross domestic product by 1.9%. It will add 1.8 million jobs compared to the baseline scenario. A report by the European Court of Auditors, published early in 2019, found that, quote, EFSI has been effective in raising finance to support substantial additional investment in the EU, end quote. The Court of Auditors added that, quote, FC support enabled the European Investment Bank to achieve a fourfold increase in its higher risk financing operations compared to 2014, end quote. That's a fourfold increase in projects that are risky, but also viable and bankable. The best way to look at the impact of a program like FC, however, is through the jobs it helps create. As I've mentioned, there are millions, but I want to look at just one for now. This is the story of Manuel Delgado. Manuel spent every night for months job hunting. Few potential employers responded, and when he did get an interview, he felt he had to keep a secret. He was disabled. Keep it a secret, that is, until El Union called him. When I interviewed for other jobs, Manuel says, I tried to hide the fact that I had a disability. Manuel, incidentally, has a misaligned spine. At El Union, it was the first question they asked, and they didn't care. There aren't many skilled jobs for people with disabilities. Il Union is opening the door and providing opportunities. So Il Union is Spain's largest employer of people with disabilities. 
with 42% of its workforce is disabled. This diverse group of companies operates a chain of hotels, an industrial laundry service, a telephone support line, and a research and development department. It's all geared towards the company's goal of delivering accessibility to Spain's disabled. The European Investment Bank's 35 million euro loan to Illunion is backed by the FC guarantee, and it creates 200 permanent jobs and a further 725 jobs during the implementation of improved energy efficiency at the company's facilities. Manuel says this about it. I'm so grateful for this job, it made me feel more optimistic. Often it isn't just about the money, it's about fulfillment, about feeling useful and being a person like anyone else. I mean, if we look at the the last five years, I, I could confidently say that the public support from the EU budget has been absolutely pivotal in sustaining risk capital financing across the Union when it suffered from those huge investment gaps, both cyclical and structural. So I think that's something we need to really remember. If it wasn't the EU public support, we wouldn't have been able to to support those projects that brought jobs and, and, and grow to the EU economy. FC also provides a test case in how to fight a crisis. Take FC's part in the EIB response to COVID-19, for example. When coronavirus struck, the European Commission joined with EU member states and European institutions to prepare a swift and massive package of relief for businesses devastated by the pandemic. FC was already at work, immediately delivering hundreds of millions of euros in financing for projects that aim to fight COVID-19. With FC backing, the European Investment Bank financed a 50 million euro deal in May 2020 to back COVID-19 trials of a treatment by German-Israeli company Pluristem, which uses placenta cells to fight infections. In June, the bank used the FC guarantee to back Germany's BioNTech with a 100 million euro loan to support its COVID-19 vaccine program. Despite the demands of COVID-19, FC is surpassing its climate targets at the same time. With its mandate extended and increased in 2017, FC surpassed its final target of supporting 500 billion euros in investment six months ahead of schedule, even as it adapted to the impact of COVID-19 on Europe's economy. One member of the investment committee, Gordon Bainai, a former prime minister of Hungary, who heads global infrastructure at an investment advisor called Campbell Lutyens in London, describes a crisis such as COVID-19 as, quote, like a tsunami. If you survive the first wave, you have a chance to rebuild. If the systems of industrial production are broken and collapse, it can take decades to rebuild, or they might be rebuilt somewhere else, not in Europe, end quote. That's kind of the definition of why stimulus packages are seen to be necessary. And it makes the swift FC response to the coronavirus pandemic key. Bainai, who led Hungary during the financial crisis 10 years ago, says that in a crisis, money that's given fast is worth three times as much as money given later on. But it showcases two things. The one is, it showcases the level of ambition. And I think we are, we are, we have been ahead of the curve with FC setting this level of ambition rightly because this was really then pushing and pulling everybody in, into, into making it happen. The, the main message is let the market speak. Even if you say, if, even if as a policymaker you say, I want to have some policy targets, 
means sectors. Is it climate or is it cohesion? That's fine. Because this is something policy, policymakers have to say. We want to see something on cohesion, on climate and competitiveness. Fine. But stay away from the concrete proposals. Stay away from the concrete products. Let the professional people do their work. The FC has changed the paradigm in the way public financing is used as an instrument to catalyze investment and one of grant. And the fact that we have now InvestEU, the successor of FC, uh, being prepared as part of the new um, seven-year budget of the European Union uh, speaks for itself that the policymakers and the member states agreed that FC was a uh, instrument that made an impact. It was an instrument that provided for a very smart use of public financing, which is scarce even now, more than before since since Brexit. So the fact that we will have InvestEU, um, which follows the same philosophy as FC, speaks for itself, really. COVID-19 may have written a new chapter in the FC story, even in the program's final months. But after all, there were already plenty of ways to tell that story. Such has been the scope of the enterprise. Tell it in the personal stories of people across Europe, like Manuel Delgado, who owe their jobs to projects financed with the FC guarantee. Or you might describe FC's legacy with a map of Europe, there are FC deals from Las Palmas in Spain's Canary Islands where the FC guarantee backed European investment bank financing for new cleaner buses, all the way to Estonia in the north where the FC guarantee helped the European investment bank finance skeleton technologies research into energy storage supercapacitors. The map might even take you to outer space with the FC-backed investment in OHB, the Bremen-based company developing electric satellites. You can tell it as the story of a human life, starting with FC-backed financing for Yenovine Biotechnologies' production of baby formula that has the same natural sugars as breast milk, and Science for You, which makes educational toys in Portugal. Take the tale on through school projects, like our backing for a Finnish public-private partnership for public schools, right on to the battle to stay the hand of death with an investment in a PPP to build primary healthcare centres in Ireland. Or the story of a business's lifetime with some of the startups and young companies financed with the backing of the FC guarantee, like Winnow, a firm developing artificial intelligence tools to cut food waste at its research centre in Romania. Or tell it from small to big, with a family metal moulding firm in Western Germany financed by the European Investment Fund with the FC guarantee, all the way up to European investment bank deals with giants like Ericsson, Telefonica and Deutsche Telekom for their work on 5G infrastructure. All these ways to illustrate the FC legacy look to the future of a Europe with an innovative, sustainable economy. Electric car charging stations in Italy, digitalizing traditional businesses in Spain, researching high-performance seeds for crops that resist pathogens in France, construction of medical facilities in the Netherlands. These different FC stories are written from the same script, in which scarce public resources are used expertly to build jobs and growth for the EU citizens. The legacy of EFSI will be in the livelihoods it supports and the lessons learned by policymakers as they confront the next crisis. 
Subscribe to A Dictionary of Finance and other award-winning podcasts from the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. Thanks for listening. Thank you.